Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. On today's episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, we get to sit down with symphony conductor Paul Haas. Paul is the conductor for the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, and he shares with us a little bit of the behind the scenes on what it takes to put on a symphony orchestra, what it takes, and all the parts and pieces that are required to put on the production that you get to experience every year here in Northwest Arkansas. And the greatest thing about this particular podcast is that it's actually a two-parter. Today, you're going to hear from Paul. In a couple of weeks before the start of the symphony, you're going to hear from Julianne Brown, who is the head of the board of the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, and you're going to hear from Matthew Heron, who runs the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. He's the director. And uh, I think it's going to be really interesting information to share, especially for you music lovers out there. So I cannot wait to get this episode out to you. So remember, it's a two-parter. The first part is today. And then the next part is going to come in a few weeks before the symphony opens up in November of 2019. So we hope you enjoy this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. 
Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I've got a special, special episode for you today. I've got uh, a couple of people that I'm bringing together from SONA, the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, that have uh, they reached out to me, actually, which I was really impressed by. But we connected through some mutual acquaintances, and then I got an email and a request to ask, hey, we'd love to talk about our upcoming concert series and the, the, the new season, if you will, for Sona. And um, I was like, absolutely, I'd love to talk about it. I love the symphony. And um, I just, uh, I thought this would be great to get together. So I have today, for the first part of this conversation, I am going to spend a little time learning more about Paul Haas, who is a conductor, composer, and an installation artist. Paul also is the director, the music director of the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. So, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm great, Randy. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, why don't you tell the audience, and especially those, because I, I try to convert people all the time to, to try new things, and, and one of the hopes and the goals of this particular podcast episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas is to convert as many people that will, are willing to listen to this to, if they aren't already fans of the symphony, I want to convert them into being fans of the symphony and why they should come out and, and be a part of it. But why don't we just tell, why don't you just tell everyone your superhero origin story and a little bit more about you and how you ended up in Northwest Arkansas of all places. All right. Sounds good. My superhero origin story begins in San Francisco. I was born there uh, a whole long time ago, uh, 1971. Uh, lived there my entire childhood, went to Yale undergraduate and Juilliard graduate for conducting, and then got my first job at the New York Youth Symphony uh, conducting in Carnegie Hall. And that's where I really cut my teeth on the orchestral repertoire. And then, uh, yeah, and then shortly after that position, I was approached by Peter Lane, who just interviewed me and said, you know, are you interested in, in this position? And I said, of course I am. I mean, are you kidding me? And honestly, I didn't know too much about Northwest Arkansas. I think that's fairly typical for people who end up in Northwest Arkansas. But when I went down for the audition, I mean, I just couldn't believe what was going on here. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I don't have to tell you that. Uh, you know exactly what's going on. And so it felt like, I don't know, it felt like the opportunity of a lifetime. So I won the audition and, you know, it took me about three seconds to say yes. And then, you know, the rest is history. I've been there since 2010 as music director of the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, as SONA. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's been a mile a minute and so much fun. And I just, I can't oversell it. It's been a remarkable opportunity for me. Wow, that I I love hearing that story. You you've, you shared a lot uh, just in that little bit with you know with your San Francisco roots and Yale University and just uh, your experience. I had a chance to look at some of, to listen to some of your music, to look at some of your experiences and background, and 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 you're you have a wide and varied background in the music field, and it seems like you've spent a lot of time working with young people. It seems like you've spent a lot of time working with musical interpretation through demonstrated art. And there's a lot that you've had a chance to experience. How much of that is informed in how you, you lead the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas? That's a really interesting question. I mean, 
you've got this experience, the symphonic experience, which is kind of defined after a century and a half of it taking place, right? You go into a concert hall, there's a there's an orchestra on stage and the orchestra plays music and the conductor conducts and the audience listens and then people clap and you know try not to cough in between the movements and then they leave. So in, in that way, it's codified a little bit. But absolutely, uh, my experiences outside the concert hall do inform my approach to concerts in the concert hall. So for instance, if you've been to you know, say more than five of my concerts, you'll know that I love surprises. I love to give the audience unexpected treats. And so, for instance, the idea of surrounding the audience with music, playing a piece where there are instrumentalists surrounding the entire audience. So you have no idea where that particular sound is coming from. And just the idea of punching through that level of expectation and giving people something that is at once magical and intimate and totally approachable. So that's, that's what I aim for, is to have people expect the unexpected with Sona. And I think to a certain extent, we've really succeeded there. And people, people think of me and they think of the symphony and they think, oh, surprises. I wonder what they're going to do this time. Yeah. And I, I really, you know, I, when I first got introduced to Sona, I went in and did a little research and, and just kind of looking at the history of Sona and and all that they've done in the past. And and I'm a huge opera fan as well. So I, I love I love classical music and, and a lot of its forms. And I was just kind of amazed at everything that's been done here in Northwest Arkansas in the past. And one of the things that I, I, I try to do is to let people know that, you know, what you see here in the Ozarks, there's there's a lot more when you scratch below the surface. And I'm sure you've experienced that in your almost decade of interacting with the people of Northwest Arkansas. And I would just, I'd be curious to know what, what has that your time here done for you as a conductor as you've done the symphony one year after the, the other? Well, it's given me the opportunity to become, well, it's, how do I put this? It's given me the opportunity to create, you know, with the help of a lot of people, to create a family between the orchestra and the audience. And I think, you know, yes, Northwest Arkansas is a special place. And yes, if you want to hear any kind of music or see any kind of art, it's all happening. And so there's no, there's no lack of opportunity to, to see amazing things. But I think one of the things that Sona has done, which is really special, is that we've created a feeling of community and of family with our audiences. And honestly, even with people in the community who don't necessarily come to our concerts, we have this feeling of everybody belonging to something that's really special. And when you think about it, oh, what, what is live, live orchestral music anyway? Like, why, why should we care? And the thing is that we provide something that really doesn't exist anywhere else. If you think about how we spend our days, most of us, we're constantly worried about what's coming next, what happened yesterday, what's coming tomorrow, you know, what, what hurdles do I have to jump over? Our minds are racing a mile a minute. We're checking status feeds, we're posting, we are trying to stay on top of this crazy amount of information around us. And we never just exist. <laughs> we never just sit and empty our thoughts and come together as people 
and experience humanity in all of its glory. We don't have time for that. We're so hectic and crazy in our daily schedules. And so what we do at SONA, the Symphony Northwest Arkansas, we all come together with our audience. We basically break down the barrier between the audience and the orchestra, and we facilitate this really amazing two-way communication. You know, you, you think as a member of the audience going in that it's, you know, you're just there to listen and be provided with entertainment. But at the end, I think you come away realizing how important your role is as an audience member. On stage, we feel the energy of the audience and it, it feeds us. It allows us to be better than we would have been without the audience in the room. And so at the end of that, you're left with this feeling of, of intense communication about everything that's beautiful and special and real about humanity as seen through the eyes of the composer. And I can't begin to describe that in words. You just have to be there. It's just magic. Yeah. You know, it's, it's as you were describing that, I was looking at a quote that you have on your website, and I was, I was actually going to ask you to tell me what that quote means to you, but you've already said it, but I'm going to share the quote because it dovetails nicely into what you just, you just mentioned. But there's a quote on the site where you say, my work always celebrates space and our place within it. So many of us are disconnected from our surroundings and it can be profoundly healing to become aware of and even celebrate where we are and how we fit in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is that when I create art, that is what I what I'm about and what I'm what I'm trying to celebrate with the audience. And it's it's amazing how natural it is and how unforced it is to get an audience to kind of revel in that, to really drop the just the our surrounding noise that we always carry with us and just come together and celebrate. And not in some kind of, you know, whooping and a hollering kind of way, but just really appreciating beauty and all that we're surrounded with. I mean, it's, it's so natural as a human being to do that. And yet we give ourselves so little time in which to do it. Amen. I agree with you 100%. So with all that being said, it must be difficult because you're, 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 you know, you're here, there and everywhere. You're working with so many different organizations that when you do come and you're here, I mean, I know that there are a number of local musicians that are part of this, or artists, as I like to call them, that are part of, of the symphony. But I also understand that you bring in some people from elsewhere, even some people from outside of the country that come and participate at Sona. Can you talk about what that means to the overall color of the group that you're able to assemble? Yeah, absolutely. I haven't counted recently, but I know that, that uh, the majority of our players come from the area but we do bring in people from out of state. It's just sort of the way orchestras function, that people drive long distances to play in them because you're never going to find all of the people you need for an orchestra in one city if you want like extremely high quality. And so we have people driving in from all kinds of places, you know, Topeka and Little Rock and as far away as kind of like Dallas and Memphis and musicians, honestly, I'm going to say it's sad to say this, but musicians really are willing to generally travel extremely long distances to get this kind of work. And, you know, it pays, but it's also 
just for the the joy of making music. There just aren't that many opportunities to make this kind of music. So you'll find people traveling long distances to come together and, you know, have a shared experience like this. And our concertmaster comes in, as you as you reference, from England, and she lives near Leeds. And she, you know, she plays in the Orchestra of St. Luke's. I'm sorry, no, uh, the, uh, what, is, what is the orchestra? Um, the, uh, anyway, she plays in St. Martin in the Fields. That's one, another one of those things. Okay. Uh, the Orchestra of St. Martin, Martin in the Fields, which is a very famous English orchestra. And they, uh, you know, they tour all over the world. And she's still come to Symphony Northwest, Northwest Arkansas, to Sona, because of how special this place is, how special the shared experience is with the orchestra, how good the orchestra is, and how much she enjoys leading a group of that caliber. So it's, you know, it's a credit to us to have the people coming in from abroad, but it's, an inc- it's, a, it's a, even more of a credit to Northwest Arkansas to have quality talent that makes up most of the orchestra. I mean, it's a, you know, I'm not sure how aware the general public is of just how extraordinary you have to be as a musician to play in an orchestra. But it's like, you know, having a, a baseball pitcher who never throws anything but strikes. <laughs> uh, your hand-eye coordination and your mental acuity and your focus have to be just stellar. I mean, you cannot make mistakes, which is, you know, you just, you can't even imagine that as a member of the general public, but we kind of stage filled with these kind of people. Uh, And that's what it definitely takes, which is, it's just astonishing to me when I think about it that way. So that is, and I guess that answers a question that I had in my head, which was when you guys come together like this, because it's not like you're playing year round. I mean, obviously, everybody's playing in their own right in different venues and and in different organizations, different symphonies. But when you come together, it's almost like you have to be in the zone and get in the zone quickly in order to to be able to perform at the highest level possible. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to give you a guess. How many hours do you think we rehearsed before we performed? Man, I would say maybe 10, 15. (laughs) Okay. That's a really good guess. It's ten, it's 10 hours. We've got four two and a half hour rehearsals. An hour of that is actually break. So it's uh, nine hours. But, uh, you know, when you're putting together 70 minutes of music, you basically get to play everything through nine times, you know, or eight times. And it has to be professional world-class quality. <laughs> so clearly you've got people who come, you know, who come in and sit in those seats who are just nailing it when they sit down. Yeah. It's almost like watching Mariano Rivera pitch. It's like, you know, you, you expect him to come in and close it, shut it down, and shut it down the right way every time. Like, I, I remember yeah. watching him, because I know, I know you live in the New York area, but I remember watching him play for the Yankees, and I was always like, this dude's just going to strike everybody out. There's just, and he throws, he does the same thing every time. So it's, I think a lot of that is a testament to being able to, as I said earlier, just get in the zone. And, and certainly with someone like you shepherding the action and activity, it, it, it certainly must be comforting to the rest of the members of the symphony that they have somebody like yourself to be able to, to help them get in that zone, if you will, and impact the community the way that Sona has been able to impact the community. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think from, from my perspective, it's a two-way street. It's wonderful for me to come in and have this 
raw material, if you will, of just, inc- just, I mean, ridiculous talents on stage. People who are not only great at their instruments, but really good listeners and communicators and people who know the repertoire backwards and forwards. And so, you know, on the one hand, I come in knowing exactly what I want the music to sound like, but it's like the most important part of my job is not necessarily to make the music come out exactly the way I want to, but it's to react to the contributions of the group as I'm rehearsing. And if something comes together by chance, if people are offering me things that I wasn't expecting, but that are magical and that, that bring the performance to another level, I mean, I want that. I want my players to come in with knowing exactly how they want it to go. And so when you come together as, as equals that way, almost, of course, I have, to, <laughs> I have to be the referee. But when you have that sort of participation, that's, that sort of almost communion, it's a beautiful experience. And one of my big jobs, actually, in addition to that, is, you know, my position is one of enhanced observation, right? So I'm up there in the front where none of them can be just based on how they sit in the orchestra. And so I hear and see everything. And if you can imagine, if you're a French horn player in the back, pretty much all you hear is the French horns around you and potentially, you know, some of the brass coming in from the side. You can look up front and you can see the bows moving of the violins and you might be able to hear it just a little bit. But really, your experience is holy brass and maybe a little percussion. And so it's a really weird perspective to be playing in a chair in the orchestra and not being able to hear the whole. And so that's partly my job is to let people know if there are things they can be listening to or people they can be watching or two people who can look at each other and gesture physically so they know exactly when they're coming in. There's this whole alchemy that has to happen so that people can communicate and the audience can then hear exactly what they need to hear at the right time. I mean, when you think about it as an audience member, it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I don't think people fully can comprehend it. I mean, you just come in and you're like, wow, this music sounds amazing, but there's so much going on behind the scenes that really only the conductor and the orchestra are privy to, but it's just a constant moving machine that, that is creating, in, in some instances, or most instances, really, really beautiful music. So, man, that, that in and of itself is, is certainly worth the price of admission. So to talk a lo- just a little bit about, just give us a sneak peek into this upcoming season from your perspective, because you have, you're going to be here six times this next year, this upcoming season, all of the events will be at the Walton Arts Center. And uh, starting on, uh, I believe it's November 9th, and then going through, there's two events in December. You've got another event in February, one in March, and then you close out the season in May. But just talk a little bit about how you, um, you know, what's going to go into this particular season of Sonar. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I won't take you through the whole repertoire, but uh, certainly some highlights. So we've got the 250th anniversary or 250th birthday of Beethoven (laughs) season, (laughs) which is, you know, that's a big one. And so we're celebrating that in style. We're, We're bringing in a very famous violinist to play the solo part in Beethoven's Violin Concerto. 
And then later on in the season, we're continuing the celebration by playing Beethoven's Third Symphony, which is his Eroica Symphony. And that's that's kind of that's the one where he basically blew the symphonic form out of the water. It just became something completely different and new with that symphony uh, in the beginning of the 1800s. And so that'll be a nice way to to pay homage to to Beethoven. And then we have some other notable some other notable performances. One of them which I'm really excited about. I've wanted to conduct this ever since I sang in it and played as rehearsal accompanist for it way back when I studied. Uh, it was some postgraduate work I did in Dresden, in Germany. You know, I got to school and uh, over there at the Hochschule für Musik, the conservatory. And, uh, you know, I, my piano was okay, but I hadn't really worked on it too much. And I got there and they said, okay, well, in three weeks, you'll be playing rehearsal piano for all of the chorus rehearsals. And uh, this is crazy, crazy music to play on the piano. It's, uh, you know, sometimes you've got, you know how, how usually you have a, a treble staff and a bass staff, so just two lines that you're reading on the piano? Okay. This one at times has four staffs, four lines going on at the same time that somehow you have to put together into 10 fingers. <laughs> oh so goodness. it's, uh, it was so much fun. I mean, I, I can't even, I can't describe and I put in so much work to that and then just got to know the piece really well and I haven't conducted it yet. It's been, you know, 20 years since I did that. And this is the first time I get to conduct it. So that's uh, in the middle of next season. I think it's in February. Yeah. Uh, Car- Carmina Burana. Yeah, exactly. Carmina Burana. Okay. And so that's with huge chorus and children's chorus and soloists and giant orchestra. It's just, it's a blowout. And so that'll be really fun. Yeah. And another, another big blowout is in... And you can confirm this with your schedule. I think it's in April, our final concert, or is it beginning of May? May, beginning of May, May 2nd, actually. Right. right. Okay. So in the May 2nd concert, we're going to do another blowout. And this one is Pictures at an Exhibition by Mazorksky. And Mazorksky had his, his own composition that he did. And then Ravel, Maurice Ravel, the composer who did Bolero, he decided it needed an updated orchestration. And Ravel, of course, was the master of orchestration. So he he painted an, an almost an entirely new piece with this. I mean, it sounds completely different from the original Mazorsky. And so we're going to be playing the Ravel orchestration of pictures at an exhibition, which, you know, you may not know you know the piece, but when you go and hear it, you'll know that you know the piece. It's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> we play a lot of those. And uh, of, of course, we have our traditional Christmas concert, a very Sona Christmas, uh, which is very close to Christmas this year. And that's always a fun one. And we, we sell out one show and have come close to selling out a second show uh, last year. And so we may just sell out two shows this year. We never know. And then also a wonderful family concert we do every year at the holidays is The Snowman, that movie that was made famous, I guess, back with uh, David Bowie doing the narration. And so we play along, we play a live soundtrack to that movie. And it's just one of the most heartwarming, incredible concerts of the year. So that's, that's a great one. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a lot to chew on there. So I think I'll stop. 
It really is. And, you know, when I think, like I said, I told you I grew up outside of New York City and I remember going into, into New York City to the symphony, to the opera. And, and I think, you know, it's such, you know, when you live near a big city like a New York or someplace like Boston, there's such an embarrassment of riches when it comes to the arts that you don't always appreciate it. But I think Northwest Arkansas is going really far and wide to provide a real foundation of the arts here right here in the Ozarks, which I I always like to say, I mean, there's great plays that happen here. I think the Walton Arts Center, they host so many outstanding events, including what you guys are going to be doing. And and I think people need to recognize that for what it is, that somebody saw fit many years ago to say, you know what, if we do nothing else as we grow this community, as this area starts to expand, that we want to make sure that we, we bring the arts here in earnest. And so Sona's been around since 54. And it's going strong. And, and, and a lot of that is because of you, Paul, and because of what you're doing and what the other members of the Sona team, like uh, Matthew Heron, who's, who we're also going to talk to, and, and uh, Dr. Julian Brown, who's the chair for the board for the uh, Sona. It's just really exciting to see what you guys are putting into this community. And I think the community is truly appreciative of it. And if they aren't, I'm going to really start encouraging people to get out there and buy your tickets and Come check out the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas this season, 2019-2020. Come check out Paul and the rest of the team and, and just see what they're doing and how they're making a difference, especially here in Northwest Arkansas. Well, I appreciate your having me on this podcast, Randy. It's, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. And I just, you know, if, if I could say one thing, it's, it's just that, that Northwest, I mean, you nailed it right on the head. Northwest Arkansas. At some point, some group of people saw fit to have world-class arts in Northwest Arkansas, right in the Ozarks. And that's what's happening right here. And it's just, it's humbling and gratifying and just downright incredible to be a part of that. And so I personally, and I know Sona as an organization, is just so grateful to be in this position of providing world-class music to a world-class community. Yeah, no. Well, that perfectly put, perfectly put. Well, you know what? We'll put a pin in it right there and we will uh, allow a little bit of space for for Matthew Heron, who is the executive director of Sona and Dr. Brown to share their thoughts. We're actually going to be meeting with them and uh, we will be completing this whole interview so that you get the feel and the flavor of what Sona is all about. You, I really wanted, obviously, everyone to hear from Paul and to understand where he's coming from and such a talented individual, uh, someone that is here, there, and everywhere making his mark in the musical arena. And so hopefully, and I'm going to see if I can even twist somebody's arm to share some music with me or give me the rights to put something on this podcast to share as we close out so that you can really enjoy and get a taste of what uh, what is to come for the 2019-2020 season for Sona at the Walton Arts Center. But uh, again, Paul, thank you so much. And I really appreciate you just stepping away for a few minutes to chat with me today. It was certainly worth the time. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure, Randy. Have a great day. Thank you. So I hope you enjoy this glimpse into the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas and what it takes to put on such a world premiere program. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, 
visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.